it is important to set these things up. It is important to know what tech stack is going to be most beneficial to you. And it's important to have the project management tool and the CRM there to help you manage those clients or manage those projects. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. A new week, a new podcast episode, and we're back with episode four of the Digital Marketing Series. Welcome back, Matt. Hello again, Christine. Good to be speaking to you once more for this final episode. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, that's, that's more than okay because I'm learning a lot and all the listeners as well. Listen to episode one, two, and three from the last three weeks if you haven't done so, because now we are getting into the implementation of your digital marketing strategy that you have developed before. Matt, over to you. Yeah. So hopefully you've listened to the previous episodes because there's important information in there. You know, you've got the steps that you need to take in order to be able to get to this implementation stage. Now, we mentioned in previous episodes, and I'm sure that everybody that started a business, uh, you know, knows about this is we can sometimes get excited or sometimes just think that we can go straight into implementing some sort of business strategy or we can go straight into some sort of implementation you know oh okay i'm just going to go straight into creating myself some social media posts or i'm just going to go straight into creating myself some content i'm just going to write lots of content etc cetera, etc cetera. right now that's generally if you do that you are going to find that you'll waste a lot of time you'll put a lot of effort in and you'll eventually become quite demoralized which is why we've done this series in the way that we have and we've looked at the different stages in order to be able to get you to this implementation step this implementation stage and this is essentially where you're going to be looking at the sort of defined tactics and implementation of the strategy that you would have put together based on the research that we discussed in those previous episodes and implementation of your strategy this includes the sort of th this includes a delegation if there's going to be delegation it's acting on everything that you've kind of put together so you've decided on what platforms you're going to use you've decided that you're going to go for seo or you've decided that you've got the budget for advertising you know who's in your team you know what resources you have available to you you know whether or not you're going to be doing email you know generally how frequent you're going to be doing those things based on your resource and where you're at in a business you've decided what goals you want to go for whether they're monetary goals whether they're how many clients you're going to get whether it's how many followers initially you're going to be getting whether it's the sort of engagement that you're going to be getting if it's the conversations you're going to be having so you've decided on these goals and you've decided that you're going to be using certain platforms in order to be able to promote your business. And now this is the part where you start to implement that. And this is the part where you look at it and go, OK, so my, you know, I'm, I'm particularly good at SEO. I really, really enjoy this side of it. My business partner is very good at development. So they're very, you know, they're going to take on these things. And then we're going to look at potentially outsourcing someone to take care of the posting, for example. And that could be a freelancer, could be an agency. It all depends on the previous stages there. And it's why it's so important to look at that, because when you rush straight in and you've not had a look at what resource and everything else that you have as a company and what sort of competition there is, 
it's very easy to sort of fall over. It's very easy to miss things. And it's very easy to spend a lot of time producing content that it might turn out, unfortunately, that, that not many people are interested in, right? And equally, when you're looking at your strategy and implementation and, and you know, sort of monitoring as well, you know, if you don't have that set up, if you don't have the right things to be able to monitor what it is that you're doing, you know, you'll find that you can you can very easily fall fall flat on your face there. And that's why we've now ended up on the sort of implementation tactics and then sort of throwing in a bit of the monitoring in there as well. So that, you know, you've got everything that you need to be able to put together and implement a really good strategy that's going to allow you to do it consistently for a period of time that will also allow you to eventually see the results that you're looking for. Right. So quite a long winded way to do the intro there. But I think it's important, especially on this episode, just to reinforce that those previous episodes led to this and each one of them was just as important. So it's kind of taking a look at that. So I'm sure, Christine, as well, we've had these conversations. You, you know, you'll agree with me there that the previous steps that we've discussed, we're now sort of leading onto this. It's just very important that we take all of those things into consideration to be able to put together and implement an effective business strategy. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, we, we go into that now, but I think one piece of advice I want to give up front as well is um, looking into delegating or outsourcing depending if it's internally or externally really some tasks because we can't do all very well let's say so if we if we try to do everything probably there's a chance that we don't do everything 100% and very well and we mentioned that before no one is good at everything and really I wish some things I would have outsourced earlier for, for money or time reasons or whatever, it, I, I didn't do certain things and didn't outsource things. However, as soon as you can, I would really advise giving specific projects, specific tasks to someone who will do them faster and better than you do. It's always good, and I think we mentioned that before as well in one of the episodes, always good to have a, a basic understanding how things work and what should be done because then you can find the right person to outsource to knowing if they're doing a good job and not just relying on so-called experts that might not be experts because and there's no way for you to to know if that's true or not what they're saying so basic understanding yes but really delegate and outsource as soon as you can just to to put that up front <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm really glad that you mentioned that, actually, Christine, because I think it's such an important part of building out a strategy and, and actually implementing that strategy, because, as you say, and we've said, you know, multiple times on the series is it is impossible to do everything yourself. And it's even more impossible to do everything yourself to a very high standard, you know, because all of these things, they're specialisms, you know, these different areas that you're going to be wanting to do when you get started, you know, when you're a small business, you can take on some of that. But as soon as you're able to and you're in a position to be able to do so, delegating these tasks is going to be important. And it's not just about results, for example. So even if it's a small budget you have and you've seen OK results based on what you've done, if you can implement, if you so if you can outsource that to somebody that can continue to do it in the way that you've done it for now that then frees you up and a really really good way to sort of look at that as well just to reinforce it just is the way that, that sort of I look at it and I tell other people to look at it as well is is when you 
pay attention or when you take into consideration what your hourly rate is and whatever the hourly rate is you know you when you start off it's going to be less but as you sort of get further in it's going to get more so as an example if you start looking at your hourly rate and your hourly rate you could comfortably say well actually you know i charge people 40 pounds per hour for my services could be 40 pounds 60 pounds whatever it is that you charge if you charge 40 pounds an hour for your services and then there are tasks that somebody could do to the same or higher standard than you for less than 40 pounds if you could pay someone 20 pound an hour to take on those tasks and you earn 40 pound an hour in a lot of ways if you don't outsource that task you're losing 20 pound an hour because you're essentially in a deficit the time that you would have spent doing that task you lose 20 pound an hour on that so the moment that you know what your hourly rate is and you're comfortable enough to be able to do that and you go, I know that I can go and get myself more business for £40 an hour, anything else that you can pay someone to do at the same or higher standard for less, my suggestion would be start considering that. Yeah, I don't know so, if that's yeah. resonates with you there, Christine. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Because people don't put a value to their time and their hour usually and, and well, if they sell services per hour, yes, but they forget that, okay, if if I take some of that money, some of that, these tasks and give that to someone else, I actually save money if, if we're talking about the, the, the calculations that you've just done. And this way you're freed up to either deal with more clients or work on other tasks that you can't actually outsource. Yeah, totally agree. Good. No, I thought that you would. And it's just a, a really great way that I've learned quite a while back that that's allowed me to decide what I'm going to outsource. And there are tasks that are more difficult to outsource, at least initially, but it's a good way to look at it. And another really great thing that that can be done, this is a time consuming task, admittedly, but it can really pay dividends is, you know, some of these simpler tasks or some of these other things, if you can put together some sort of standard operating procedure or a step by step, the is descriptive enough that gives enough information that you could give to somebody and they would be able to take that task on that's essentially kind of training to start bringing people on and that can be a really great way to outsource some of these other tasks especially if you look to use freelancers or people per hour or anything that is that you might use as a small business those sorts of things the standard operating procedures again can save you time in the long run because it might be that you know you end up using one person for this task and then for whatever reason you need somebody else to do the task if you've got those sort of standard operating procedures there that's something that you could hand off to somebody else and then they've got a big chunk of you know knowing what it is that you want them to do and then you've not then had to lay out that significant amount of time for every person and again that's going to be really beneficial anytime you want to bring somebody into the team as well if you've got that information there if you've got those documents there those things will pay dividends they will really help you in the long run and it will help with the implementation side of things which is what we're discussing today as well so it's just a couple of really really great tips there from from myself and christine just you know when it comes to the implementation side of things so when you're looking at this, as we've mentioned, it's paying attention who's going to take care of what tasks and, and when they're going to be taken care of, how it is they're going to be doing those tasks and what sort of tools that you're going to use to help you complete those tasks. We're living in a, an age of um, just, just untold amounts of different technologies that are available to us now. And 
you know, it only takes having a look at, you know, a marketplace like AppSumo to see just how many new applications are coming out that can be really beneficial. You know, you've got things that save you time. There's a lot of AI tools that are coming out now. I know this is, you know, much, much more popular now than it ever has been. There's even AI tools that generate images. There's AI tools that generate content. And these things shouldn't replace you writing your content because you do still need to do it in your own voice. However, when you have the right tech stack, you call it, you know, if you've got the right set of marketing technology, these things can really help you implement a strategy that is much larger than what you would have been able to do without them. Right. So it can save you significant amounts of time when you're looking at using one of these tools and it goes for things like social media posting tools i know christine you've got experience having used a variety of different tools yourself in terms of social media side of things i don't know what your experience has been with some of those but it's always interesting to hear good and bad to to help shape what might work for somebody that's just getting started yeah yeah for, for sure and this is really one thing that i mean you and i were very similar we like to try new tools, new softwares and automate as much as possible, looking into optimizing times, looking into templates that people can use because it just saves so much time. It can go a bit into the extreme that, and also you mentioned that to me before, and I did the same, that someone gets obsessed and tries so many things and, and maybe they, they're not worth using or maybe you have one tool and but there's another one out there that you can use that combines the functionality of two others so there's a bit of research that needs to be done and maybe reading some reviews and seeing if there's maybe a trial or you can start with a monthly subscription and then change to an annual if you or a lifetime one if you think it's worth using uh, that's for sure. I've I've used all kind of different tools before. For sure, I'm using scheduling tools for social media because I've outsourced that. I have a VA that's doing all the social media scheduling for me. I'm personally back in the days I was using Hootsuite. Then I switched to something that was called Later. So I tried quite a few. At the moment, I'm with Buffer. I I, I find that easy to use. I find that it's a good value for money. So also one of the cheapest ones you can use to get the most out of it. So I, I really like that, but it doesn't mean that there's not other ones out there that you can use depending on really how many social media channels you're having and, and so on. I, I did try Canva also for the scheduling. I find it extremely awkward to use because first of all, you can't bulk create and then bulk scheduling you can only schedule per social media channel per creation that you did in canva so very disappointing when i tried that one however i did use i, I use canva for everything creation wise really for if it's for workbooks for thumbnails for whatever and i i started using them when they just had three things to offer years and years and years ago and it's lovely how they grew and to see what else they, they offer now. And they're adding so many functionalities always. And I, I really find even the non-paid one gives enough to, to use for all kinds of things. Some other ones that you gave me access to and recommended is the InVideo. I really like that one because it has a lot of templates to use for reels. 
and for all kinds of stuff. And it's good for resizing videos and putting on logos and things like that. What else do I use? All kinds of different things. These are the immediate ones that I really use on a daily basis. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I think you're you're really on the money there, and and you sort of running through the ones that you use on a daily basis is absolutely brilliant because I think that's the essential thing to take into consideration. And as you mentioned there, Christine, you can really get sucked into, or I know I can because you know I'm in the industry, really get sucked into a black hole of marketing technology because they are they are fascinating tools, and it is so interesting the things that they can do now, and and what information you can gather using these tools, and how you can automate certain processes like it it is genuinely fascinating how it can be done it can just be a bit of a black hole so what's important as you've mentioned there christine you've got your kind of day-to-day tools the ones that you use regularly and then you'll have some that you use not so frequently but you've got your tech stack there you know that what's working for you paying attention to see if something might be valuable to you but equally understanding that if there is going to be something it needs to serve a purpose that you already have like we don't want to just oh I really like that tool so I'm going to create a purpose for it well no we want to go okay what purpose is that tool going to serve us so that's why having these goals in place that's why having the strategy in place and then finding the right tools to help us implement that strategy is going to be beneficial because what you might find like you mentioned there a great tech stack could be your sort of canva because you've got creative business canva because it makes it nice and easy to take care of that mixed with a bit of in video and then you're going to be doing a lot of written content so you could be using something like jasper ai and that's going to help take out the bulk of the written work which you then go in and just amend yourself to make it sound like your voice and and jasper ai can also help with giving ideas for content and stuff like that so that could be a small tech stack for you that, that works really well for one business and then you sort of throw in your social media posting tool there as well for another business you might find that some sort of scraping tool is going to be really beneficial because they need to pay attention to their competitor. They need to see what's going on in various different industries. And then they need, you know, just sort of different, different tools to be able to achieve that. So it's just looking at what's going to be right for you and paying attention to that when it comes to your tech stack. And another thing that, you know, when it comes to implementation, you know, I think that some of the key tools you do want to take on board or look at taking on board, like we mentioned, is a social media posting tool, anything that you can automate, then do automate, you know, you've got things like Pabli, which is a much lower cost version of Zapier. And that allows you to automate certain tasks. It helps different tools speak to one another. So that can come in really, really handy, could be a part of the tech stack there. And another thing that often gets overlooked is, is it in the in the very bare basics of it is some sort of client relationship management tool. So some sort of CRM, I think is really important to have and, and yeah I, I was actually gonna i'm gonna actually mention that and also the a project management tool so yes client relationship management tool project management tool we are using ClickUp together yeah. i.e for all my other tasks i have to say i'm using asana but yeah crm systems i'm a big fan of hubspot but feel free to mention other ones <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. HubSpot is is absolutely brilliant, to be honest. And it would be one that I would mention too. And I know that we're really on the same page there and, and we'll dive into it a little bit deeper as well. HubSpot is fantastic because the free version of that CRM really would take any small business up until a certain stage quite comfortably. It ticks all the boxes. It really is brilliant. And I know we mentioned that we use ClickUp as well. 
for the project management side of things. And it is essential because it allows you to track what's going on, especially if you've got other people coming in when you're working on larger projects. These things help you track and see what's going on. The benefit of some project management tools is that you can double up and use them initially not forever but initially as a crm right now with something like ClickUp, it has enough functionality there to let you use it for a crm and there are templates on that as well that can help you use it as a crm just to manage your clients and the reason that's so important is it's so difficult to know exactly what's going on with with different customers clients and whatever business it is that you're in you need to be able to understand what's going on with your clients and whether or not it's a business to business one where you perhaps have fewer clients and you just need to maintain those relationships and you're having regular conversations with them. You know, as soon as you get past 10, 20, 30 different clients, it does become more challenging to to remember everything that's gone on with these people and to remember which task and everything that needs to happen. So having that in some sort of CRM or project management tool, it allows you to set up additional automations. And those automations might be, okay, the next call is going to be on this date. You write down the notes from the previous call. You know, this is what action needs to be happening. This is what person needs to take that action. And it takes that away from you, which is important because then that gives you the time to go ahead and implement different aspects of your strategy, right? So that's why that's so important to be able to help delegate and remind you and so on again absolutely essential to be able to monitor what's going on there so yeah clear cup is what we use i know asana is also very very good as well and then you know looking at hubspot or something along those lines for a crm and it's just doing the research to find out what's good for you and being a small business i always suggest have a look on click up which there'll be a link to somewhere on the page one there christine so they can they can have a look at different apps that are lifetime licenses and that can save you money for the first sort of year of your business. It might be that you migrate away from it, but if you're paying $50 for a lifetime license, as opposed to $30 a month for something, that's, you know, just really, really great to be able to mm. keep, help keep some initial costs down. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, another thing I want to mention, which we use project management tools for as well, because you can use those, but is have one place where you have all the resources. There's too many people out there still that are sending briefing documents, logos and stuff via email to people. So having one place where you store information that you have to have access to all the time, it's like logos, some certain designs, copy that was written, whatever it is, some, some links to certain pages to set other things up. So to have all of that in one place really helps to be more productive and organized and find things so easily and you can use asana ClickUp, or something like that for 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 yourself so we for example we also use the drive google drive or something however you can add a section with resources like we have done where we upload as an attachment within the project management software all the the data that need to be accessible all the time mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, it's another one of those things that we agree very strongly on because I can't even imagine the countless hours that when I first started my business, the countless hours that I would have spent over the course of running a business looking for different files that I'd have in different places. So having it all in one one place on a project management board is is really really helpful because it would just save you that time faffing and looking around for for different bits of content and as you mentioned there the great thing about doing it on a project management tool is 
the likelihood is you've got Google Drive. You might have a client that uses OneDrive. You might sometimes have something saved on your machine. You can have these files in, in lots of different places. And the benefit of a project management tool is you can bring that all in there through the ways that you would normally store those files. So if a client uses OneDrive or whatever other platform, you know, they can connect that to these project management tools and you can connect Google Drive to the project management tools. So you don't then need to download and upload and then have lots of different copies. You can still have the one copy that is a document that you amend and edit as time goes when it's an online thing, which is with Google Drive, OneDrive and various other platforms that allow you to store online. That means that you still have that one source of truth, if you like, rather than sending via email and everything, because that's another issue that you have. It's not always just finding the document. It's finding an outdated version of the document that you might perhaps think or someone might perhaps think is the most recent version of that document. So that's where you can have some real excuse me, challenges as well. So it's, it is very important to do that. And once you've got this tech stack decided on and once you've got it designed and you know that you're using a social media posting tool to help schedule it. That's going to take X amount of time off of your plate. You're using or some sort of automation tool to connect different apps so that you don't then need to go and manually send out emails or responses or anything like that. You've got your email tool out there that's got its flows set up already. You know, and that means that when someone signs up, they're going to get a set of emails. Should they reply, something else is going to happen. These things are foundational and these things do take time to set up. and if I'm being honest, they can sometimes be frustrating to set up. However, if you set them up and you lay the foundations initially, these things will pay dividends and they will save you significant time in the long run. So it is it is important to set these things up. It is important to know what tech stack is going to be most beneficial to you. And it's important to have the project management tool and the CRM there to help you manage those clients and manage those projects because the most valuable resource is time. Like that really, when you look at it, and it's one of those things that you can read all various different books like myself and Christine, I know that, you know, you you, you enjoy reading different, you know, sort of books to, to learn. And that's an important part of it as well as running a business is, is always learning and taking things in. But everything that you look at and knowing myself is that time is the most valuable resource and it's a resource that you cannot get back. So if you can manage a project in an effective way, if you can use a tool that will allow you to save time in other areas. These are the things that are going to help you implement the tactics for your business more effectively. And you do more of what's going to make your business more money and do less of the things that are just time consuming and don't actually sort of add up to, to money in the bank, right? Or to the goals that it is that you want to achieve. So you have those there and pay attention to sort of everything that they're doing and other tools as well, especially with implementation and tracking, making sure that you've got analytical tools set up so that you know what is happening as things go on. Tracking is super important. And again, this is something that a lot of people don't do. So neither the, the goals, what they actually want to achieve with a specific activity, nor tracking if that goal was actually achieved. Super important because otherwise you're just wasting money and time and try and try and try and don't actually know if things worked. Great. Any other final thoughts, things, resources that you had in mind to mention? Yeah, so I think, you know, when we're sort of touching on the tracking side of things and making sure, like you say, that we are implementing in an effective way, it, as a small business, a lot of people, from my experience, 
don't know that there are a lot of tools available to you that aren't going to cost you a lot of money. And, and in some cases, a lot of cases aren't going to cost you any money. And some tracking tools we all know about is Google Analytics. Absolutely brilliant tool, the basic version of it, but it can be a bit daunting. Making sure that you've got search console set up and things like that so that you can track your keywords. But also a really interesting one that so far as I've seen, not as many people are aware of it, is, is the Microsoft Clarity, which is essentially Microsoft's answer to Google Analytics. Now, I mention this because it's a free tool. It is very good. And actually, on the face of it, it's much easier to understand some key performance indicators than it is when you look at Google Analytics, because Google Analytics can be it's very easy to get lost in Google Analytics. But with Microsoft Clarity, there's you know, recording like you've got your heat maps on there as well. So you can see how people are interacting with your page. And then they lay out some really valuable key performance indicators on one simple page. And it's just really great. And I'd say for somebody that doesn't know how to look at Google Analytics or is is perhaps a bit confused at things like that, I think Microsoft Clarity is a very, very good way to go because it really does simplify things and it allows you to see how people are interacting with your page for free. And there are tools that you pay money for, you know, you've got Hotjar and stuff like that that you pay for. And fortunately Clarity is offering a good enough version of that for nothing, which is an absolutely brilliant thing to take into consideration for a small business with a small budget. Okay, amazing. Thank you. And as usual, as you already mentioned earlier, you will find links to all of the resources we're mentioning in all of the episodes on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. Just find the digital marketing series in there and check it out. And there you can also find out more about Matt, his agency, and also connect with him on LinkedIn if you like. Matt? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yo, I was going to say, I just wanted to jump in once more. And, yeah. and I wanted to touch on topic, topic, Christine, that I know that you are particularly good at and that you you really enjoy doing yourself is when it comes to the implementation, you've decided platforms, et cetera, et cetera. Being strategic with this is very important. And actually doing bulk content is very, very important as well. And, you know, being strategic, I mean, by being strategic, I mean, if you do a big, long video, think about how you can chop it up and use it in different areas and then bulk content. And again, I know Christine, this is something that you are particularly good at and we've had conversations about. It's going to save you time in the long run. If you can prepare lots of content in one go and then sort of divvy it up as well. And as I say, Christine, you know, you're, you're very, very experienced with that sort of thing there. And I I know from our conversations that it's really, really helped you. Yeah, it does. It really does. Because I mean, usually if you, for example, if you're filming videos, the setup to film one video is the same as if you film 30 videos. So if we're talking about short videos or an, an online course that you want to film or whatever it is, because you need to set up the light, the microphone, things like that, brush your hair, maybe put some mascara on, <laughs> things like that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really obsessed with bulk creation. So I, it's also because once you do one specific thing, one specific task, one specific activity, you you need some time to get into it. You need to get some time to get the focus and to get in the flow. And once you're in the flow, why not use that to create things? So you for sure will be faster in creating content, in writing blog posts, in filming videos. If you do just that task, and multiple times. So me, for example, in December, I set apart a few days to write 
already a lot, a lot of blog posts that then need to be maybe looked at for SEO reasons and stuff, which someone else is doing for me. But at least I bulk created something for almost the entire year. Same for the videos, for, for reels, for example, on Instagram, I created about 90 reels in December <laughs> and saved them all and started writing captions for most of them. So they can be just done here and then because I knew in December I had time. There were a lot of people already on holidays. I wrapped up a lot of projects. So I had time to do these. But setting up all the lights and things for creating one video and the try to do that, it will take uh, at least three times as long as if I would have done that when everything was already set up. So yeah, absolutely love bug creation and it will really, really help you to save time in the long run. Okay, Matt, that just leaves me in thanking you so much for all the knowledge that you shared, the time that you spent on this podcast. Again, if anyone wants to connect with Matt, please check out on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast and there you find all the links to connect with him and find everything that we talked about. Thank you so much, Matt. Perfect. No, it's been an absolute pleasure, Christine, as it always is. And yeah, as I say, really hope everyone's got something from it. And again, any questions that anybody might have for myself and, and I know Christine as well, just fire us over and we'd be happy to help if we can. Thank you. Bye for now. Lovely. Cheers, Christine. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.